Hey there, welcome back to Light the Fight. And today we have a DM for you. So, you guys, we love hearing from you. We love to hear your DMs. And now this is super exciting because you don't even have to actually DM us. You could. You could. I mean, we accept DMs on Instagram. Not on Facebook. Don't message me on Facebook. I'm trying to hide from some people in my Facebook messenger. Anyway, that's a side note. But now you can go to lightthefight.com and you can submit a DM right on there. So it says even, question, though. That's what they it call it yeah, on the website. Oh, says, I might have to fix it. DM for those of you, direct message. But if you go to our website, it says submit a question. Boom. Hit that hot button right there. Next thing you know, you're directly connected to us. To it's pretty exciting. Get us the info that you want so us to weigh in on. So you don't have to try on. to memorize our email address, yeah. which is hard, which is lightthefightpodcast at gmail.com. But I actually think that you're going to be able to email us directly from the website. Yep, too. It's a baby website. website, so we're still working on it, but we're pretty excited. Okay. I'm going to read this to you. It says, I like the first of these, pod- especially. It says, I love your podcast. So thank you. Anyway, okay. I love your podcast. Thank you for sharing your experiences and knowledge with the rest of us. I think that's directed to you, David. (laughs) I've got several friends into it that love it as well. Thank you for spreading the word. Okay, question. What do you do when you have a a strange relationship with an adult parent? How can connection improve when you've asked for therapy together, they refuse? There's lots of unresolved issues from maybe past divorce, abuse, etc., what can be done to heal a relationship when only one side wants things to change all these years later? I think this is a great question because talk about perpetuating the problem. Like very easy for problems that happened to maybe us when we were little to overflow into our relationships now. So David, I feel like you have some great wisdom experiences and knowledge well this reminds me of when i was going to graduate school and i was learning about all these family relationship courses and information and the psychology of why it's hard to be married and raise kids (laughs) and and get along with other human beings and i remember almost daily in class i'd have an epiphany like oh my gosh like so this is what's wrong with my family (laughs) (laughs) And I remember I had this amazing excitement that I wanted to go share it with all my siblings and all my family members because they'd been in the dark. They had no idea that why they were crazy. But now I figured out why they're crazy. (laughs) And because I was excited. Families love this. Oh, they really, really excited when I brought this information to them. And so when I would come to them and say, oh my gosh, you guys, I learned in class like this. I learned this. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, I got the same response you would get if you went to an all-you-can-eat barbecue place or an all-you-can-eat place and you walk in there and you say, no, I'm not going to have any of that meat or desserts. I'm only going to have salads. And and you're the only person like eating like a little bird in front of people that have like pounds of meat and fried goods on their plates just staring at you like they want to kill you. Plus you're the youngest. Plus I'm the youngest. So no one wanted to hear all my amazing epiphanies and all it sounded to them is like, our little brother thinks he's better than us because he's going to college and he's going to school and we never finished. And so I'm triggering everybody's shame just by talking about all the stuff I learned that they didn't know. 
So the person who's writing into this and asking a question and anyone out there listening has probably had those experiences where you get excited. You want to share some information that would help your parents be better parents or help your loved ones have better relationships with family members. And they don't want to hear that crap. In fact, not only do they not want to hear it, they definitely may not want to hear it from you. You might be part of the problem because you might be saying, hey, look at this great information. Other people have gone to therapy and it's helped them. Wow, if we could just do this together, we'd have a much better relationship. We could fix our broken family. And you're telling that to the parent who's been trying to keep the secret that their family's been broken for the past 50 years. That may not be the easiest sell. So we talked about this a little bit before. This is one of my favorite um, Jedi mind tricks. This is not the exact same way that we talked about it before. But going back to one of our earlier podcasts, we talked about victim vulnerability versus assertive vulnerability. I'm going to look it up and tell you which episode yeah, w- which it is because I don't have it, it memorized. Um, so, excuse me. so how this works is if you have family members yeah, – turn that down. Hey, come on. What Jeez. are you doing? What are you, new? <laughs> Do you know how to work your iPhone? No. First time on an iPhone? <laughs> you have to get demote you to an iPhone 5. <laughs> Not even the S, just the regular even, five. They don't even make that anymore. Oh, they got someone somewhere. I get one hot off a truck downtown Salt Lake tomorrow for you for five bucks. Anyways, um, so back to the question. When you're using assertive vulnerability, and Heidi's finding that podcast, you're putting yourself out there, but you're doing um, this initiation of coming at someone and approaching someone with a very positive statement-based approach. So how this works is when you're assertively vulnerable, you're not trying to pick a fight with your parent. So let's create the scenario. You're an older, you're an adult, you have older parents, you're now raising kids, and you're noticing that your parents and your family has a lot of flawed issues. Maybe there's a lot of history, abuse, maybe from the past, and you think that going to counseling with your parents would really be helpful. All your attempts, it sounds like this woman saying all her attempts to get her family to be involved in this new family life cycle and change the family and make everybody happy and better is not really met with a lot of excitement. That was the joke I was making a little bit ago. So the first thing you can do is you can use assertive vulnerability. What assertive vulnerability in this situation would look like, it would look like something similar to what I'm about to say. Let's say you've been asking your parents to go to therapy and read books and all this other stuff and they've just turned it down, got mad or upset. This time you go to your parent and you say, listen, you know, in the past I've been asking you to go to therapy and stuff like that. I totally apologize. Like, to be honest with you, like, that's just me. That's my issues. Um, it's, it's not fair, not right for me to tell you that you have to come and, and make my issues better because at the end of the day, you're my parent. You've been there for me. You obviously did more good than you did bad in raising me. So, if you wouldn't mind, I'm going to go to counseling. I'm going to do some things. But in the future, my counselor may need to talk to someone who's not me to get outside opinions about me. So if you would be willing um, in the future, I'd really appreciate it that maybe you could come in one time just to kind of share your perspective because I'm just trying to be the best version of myself that I could possibly be. And I didn't mean to pull you into it to try to bring you into counseling and make it all about you and all about our relationship because at the end of the day our relationship is fine we're doing good i just want to have a better relationship with my kids as they're growing up uh, than i have currently with them so you take your parent out of the situation where you're identifying them as the problem or they're going to think they're going to get blamed exactly. for everything they that they've ever done blamed. wrong okay and you're telling them it's my issue it's my problem technically true 
Okay. It's your problem that they won't go to counseling with you. They don't have a problem with not going to counseling with you. At least they don't seem like they do. But when you are assertively vulnerable, you're apologizing to them for putting an expectation on them. That's not really their expectation to fill. A lot of people that I talk to, they get really hurt when they try to have their family members be involved in making the family better and when the family member just is resistant. It's easy to get hurt when you see that something could be life-changing for your family, even if it's your family of origin that you grew up with. But that's not really going to help you get closer to these people, especially if they've been in in their same personality, their same dealing with life phases that they've been in for 30, 40 years, you can't expect your information to excite them. So what you can do is you can expect to actually model for them. So go to them, apologize to them. You're not apologizing to them for being a bad kid. You're apologizing to them for saying that in the past that they needed to be a part of your healing. When in reality, they don't need to be a part of your healing. Would it help? Heck yeah. Would it make things faster? Absolutely. Would it be ideal? 100%. But is it realistic? Your most realistic approach should be, let me approach my parents so that they have an opportunity to look at me differently. Assertive vulnerability. When you're being assertively vulnerable, you're saying things like, I made a mistake. I'm asking too much of you. I'm putting this stress and this burden on you when I could be doing a lot of things myself. You're not saying that you're a bad person. You're saying that you're going to go first. You know, I could see this tactic, this Jedi mind trick, or, or just this approach working with even between spouses at, at this juncture. Like, so one of the things that I hear from a lot of people in my own messages, people who reach out to me, is I can't get my husband to listen to the podcast. I can't get my husband to come to this with a 10-foot pole. And number one, I think their shame is already triggered the minute something started going wrong and their family isn't exactly how they expected it to be. And, um, and so I really like that because it's really easy for us to be like, if you would do this and this and this, then everything would be great. So I need you to come to therapy so that my counselor can tell you all the things you're doing wrong so you'll finally listen to somebody that's not me. Which I wouldn't want to go either. You know, so I think that that's a, that's a great way um, to approach it, to make sure that whoever this is that you want to improve your relationship with or involve them into some extra learning, which is what I call therapy, it's just really education, yeah. um, to, to let them know that you're not about ready to drag them down and call out all of their crap. You really just want to improve the perspective. Let's get a, a broader conversation happening. Well, if, if this woman and, and all of you listening to this, if you look at the relationships that you're going to try this with the relationships that they're stuck and they're stubborn and it just doesn't work well to to try to motivate them by trying to invite them and do things that they should naturally just want to get better at in their life um, i use the analogy of an investment um, most people when they first invest like they try to take some money whether it be in the stock market in a business whatever it may be most people start off small and they start off trying to learn from other people who have more experience investing. Most of the time when we want our family members to change, 
we put our invest, we put our money, AKA our energy into the wrong investment. We're putting our money into how can I change this person versus putting your money into how can I invest into the relationship? Because if you're investing into the relationship by telling them, I should never have been asking you to come to therapy with me. I should, if anything, just be telling you, let me just work on it. Let me figure it out. And if my therapist doesn't buy my BS and thinks that I might be leaving out some important life you know, experiences or they want an outside opinion, then I could ask you to be a part of something that I'm already fully committed to and you're just going to add value to it instead of me telling you, hey, you need me by partner in my change even if it makes you look like you're a bad parent. Investing in the relationship comes very intuitive to the other person saying, you know what, I'm going to invest back in the relationship. So if you apologize to your parent for trying to get them to change their parenting styles and you say you're going to work on being the best parent you can be and give them a compliment, like if anything, you showed me hard work, dedication, find some things that they have done well and just start doing that. Then when it comes to an opportunity where they see you doing this as a parent, what parent's not going to watch their kid be a parent and recognize the hard work that they're doing is, wow, that's pretty cool. They're really taking this parenting thing serious. I'm very proud of them. That takes time. When you invest in your parents saying, I'm going to be a better parent to honor you and to keep on pushing forward, then that parent is going to start to think of things naturally they could do to help you in your journey. They are more, you're easier to get your family member to invest in your relationship with them instead of you trying to get them to change themselves. Absolutely. And I, and I actually think this is the premise of our entire podcast is that as parents, we do want to get our, parent, our, our kids on the right track. And I've said it before, you want to smack them into shape. You want to get them in line. You, wanna, you want to yeah. force them somehow to do what you want them to do that you know is going to make them happy and prevent them from experiencing trouble. Yeah. But that doesn't work we have to show that we're going to work on ourselves. And so we're going to address the elephant in the room in ourselves, and not try to point blame and, you know, assign responsibility to other people for the way that we feel. And then when people see you taking action, see you making changes, see you being proactive, then there are a lot, there's a lot more credibility there. Yeah, it goes back to something we talked about again earlier, one of our podcasts, and I said, shame recognizes shame and game recognizes game. What we mean by game is when you're doing something really good, other people look at that and go, huh, that's okay. I recognize that. Like, I should probably try that. But shame recognizes shame. If you come to your parents and say, hey, you need to come to counseling me because you're a bad parent and look how jacked up I am, which is why I'm beating my kids. <laughs> you beat me, I beat my kids, so we all need to fix this together. Well, your parents may never have ever admitted that they beat you. And that could be just like, well, I have no idea what you're talking about. So instead of trying to get them invested in changing the whole entire relationship, get them to be invested in the relationship. Investment is a risk. When you invest in something, there's risk associated. Why do people continue to invest? Because they get better at figuring out what are the best risks to take. You're going to have to figure out as a parent, if you're married, if you want to have any really important, significant relationships in your life, you're going to have to take a lot of risks, but you're going to want to make sure that the risks you're taking are very well calculated. You have backup plans and you realize that you're trying to get the relationship 
to be deeper and more valuable versus to get the relationship to change and be different. You have a whole lot more. It's, it's like you're focusing on depth instead of width of the relationship. Instead of trying to make that relationship with your spouse or your partner or your kid everything you want it to be, try to go so deep in the relationship that intuitively the other person wants to also then add more depth to the relationship. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great way to describe it. I've never, I've never heard you explain that. I've only heard that in like MLM talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've learned all you know from me. I just haven't taught you all that I know yet. There, well, boom, boom. there it is. There it is. All right. Well, and you haven't learned it all from me. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just trying to make a funny statement joke. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Um, all right. Well, I think that that addressed. I think that addressed it well, and I think that we all kind of can see areas where maybe are I you know I've said before like I think that I am who I am even because of who my mom was and who she wasn't yeah like I think it's also important to recognize that we are a product not only of the good things that our parents did but even the mistakes that they've made and maybe if it weren't for those mistakes that they've made we wouldn't be the person that we we are I couldn't see myself being a family therapist had I come from an angelic family. <laughs> oh, see, it, it just made you the perfect storm. The, there you go, <laughs> the perfect storm. Now doves dress me in the morning. <laughs> Actually, so, I prefer seagulls. Seagulls, yeah. they're yeah. just a lot more beachy. Yeah, pelicans, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so I do think that sometimes we have to realize also that everybody has to learn and grow in different ways. And if learning and growing for you is therapy and podcasts and books. That doesn't mean that everybody in your life is going to learn that way. So focus on you, you being the best person that you can be. And you, I like that going deep into the relationship and then challenge people to meet you on that depth and, and, and go with you model for them. So yes, anyway. depth first, then width. And the way to do that from what we just talked about in this DM is, you have to have realistic expectations of the person you're working with. Look at that relationship of something you want to invest more into instead of something that you want to change. And then use assertive vulnerability to go to that person. Tell them you apologize for trying to, you know, get them to be a part of your change. And instead, you know, you're just going to keep on working on what you're working on. And hopefully they'll accept your uh, apology and give them a couple compliments, you know, maybe it's something that they're not really doing great, but you'd like them to do great. Tell them, thank you for being willing to support you and all the things that you're working on. Even if they're not great support people, thank them for the support they give. Cause in their mind, they may think they're amazing support people too. <laughs> right, That's right. usually the case. They, people usually count all the things that they did for you instead of all the times they didn't do anything for you. So give them a couple compliments, allow them to know that you're investing in the relationship and just wait and see what happens with the way that they look at you, the way that they talk to you. Everybody recognizes when other people are making efforts. If you're investing in the relationship, they're going to want to match your efforts. If you're investing to trying to change the relationship, they're going to want to thwart and they're going to want to stop your efforts. Right. Big difference. Awesome. Oh, by the way, that was episode 13. Okay. Thank you. A sort of vulnerability. I did my research. All right. All right. Well, with that, we're going to end today's DM. Again, 
just to mention, if you want to message us or if you have a question or a topic that you'd like us to address, you can um, shoot, shoot that to us via our website, lightthefight.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at lightthefight, Facebook, at lightthefight, and if you'd like to email us, lightthefightpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, yes. And um, thank you. Keep, keep those DMs coming. We love it. And hey, have a great week. Over now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.